right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the 12 Questions Podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck. I write for The Athletic. And each week, I ask the same 12 questions to a different race car driver. And up next, we have a very special guest. It's Sergio Perez from F1, uh, the first F1 driver we've had on here in quite some time. I think in 2017, um, when I was doing my own website, uh, I was able to do a joint 12 questions with the Haas F1 team drivers at the time, Kevin Magnuson and Roman Grosjean. But uh, we haven't had an F1 driver since then. Thankfully, Red Bull PR reached out and said, uh, would you like to have Checo on your 12 questions? Amazing. Uh, so I said, of course, sure. And uh, here he is. He uh, joined me via Zoom from Australia where they had their recent race weekend. And of course, they're going to be here in Miami uh, coming up very soon. Uh, just a quick word for those of you who are regular 12 questions listeners and not tuning in for the first time. Um, a couple of the questions I had to tweak just a little bit to make sure they were applicable to an F1 driver. Um, for instance, I didn't want to ask about the reclining seats because I figured most F1 drivers are uh, probably flying business class and things like that. So, you know, with your lie flat seats, it doesn't really matter um, about whether someone reclines a seat in front of you. And then also um, the question about whether you got intentionally wrecked uh, to for somebody else to win a race. Obviously, that does not happen in F1. If somebody, if an F1 driver wrecked another F1 driver, uh, they would not win the race because they would have a penalty, certainly, um, and uh, would not be the race winner. So that question didn't apply. So I had to tweak a couple. Uh, that's just the little housekeeping there. Um, other than that, let's get right into our 12 questions with Checo. All right, everybody, I'm here with Checo Perez. Checo, how are you doing? Hi, Jeff. I'm really, really good. And yourself? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to have you on here. And uh, I will get right into it with the first question, which is about airplane etiquette. You have a ton of long international flights. Is there anything that irritates you about how people behave on airplanes? Uh, yeah. I mean, if, if you are sleeping and then they want to go to the toilet three or four times during a flight, it's like, stop drinking some water, you know? <laughs> <laughs> can really piss me off yeah no yeah it, it pisses you off that they have to piss of course yeah it makes sense <laughs> uh how often do you get recognized at the grocery store depends if i go in mexico yeah it, then it's like a guarantee that i'll be recognized but if i'm somewhere in europe then probably they don't recognize me they, they don't know me so oh okay uh, yeah you can kind of slip under the radar even in Europe. Yeah, sometimes in or in the U.S. as well. Depend depends if there are not too many Mexicans around. But um, also in the U.S., I might get away with it. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, on a scale one to ten, how good are you at replying to text messages in a timely manner? Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just one. Oh. Why is that? Really bad. I just struggle with it. I'm, I'm, I'm just bad at it. You, you, you see the text? Do you read them and just not reply, or do you just not even read them? No, I read them, but then I think, like, okay, I'll reply later. <laughs> or I see the text, I, I reply later, I reply later, but then I just forget about it. 
Yeah. And, and uh, but yeah, I, I mean, but I, to be honest, I always reply even if it's one month later. Oh, okay. but I, flying. Hey, at least you get it back to them eventually. I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. I always like like to to reply messages. You know, it's like um, I learned that from Carlos Slim. He always will reply. Reply. You know, even if it's three months after, he will reply to anyone. You know, and yeah, if he can do it, I can do it as well. You know, like. Uh, but sometimes in the races or so, like you do a good qualifying and then you're full of messages and. You, you, you do a good race and full of messages, but then you're flying out and so on. So, yeah, I'm bad. I have to say I'm bad. That, that makes sense. Uh, what is the best way to get out of a conversation with someone who won't stop talking? Uh, phone. Just grab your phone and <laughs> pretend you're talking to someone and stop listening to it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Uh, if you could pick only one form of social media to use and drop all the rest, which would it be? Twitter. I will get. Twi- I will stick with Twitter only. Why do you like Twitter? Uh, because it's like I, I find it more useful. You can you can see like a bit more what's going on with the world. It's like a bit more interesting instead of just looking picture of people. And I'm not a big fan of it, but. Yeah, I spent some time in it. Okay. What advice would you give to someone who is having a hard time getting over a mistake they've made? Uh, honestly, just to move on, you know, don't waste any any energy in it. Just learn from it. Make sure you learn from it, you know, because uh, I have a say that the, the first is a mistake, but if you do it again, then you're a pendejo. I don't know what, <laughs> what, <laughs> how you translate that to... In English, but yeah, make sure you learn from it, but just move on. Uh, and I think as long as you learn from it, then it's been worth making that mistake. Okay. Okay. I like that. So this is a question where I'm mixing it up for each person. So this one is customized for you. And I would like you to rank um, these by the following uh, from the most you like them to the least you like them. Uh, we have golf, stocks, tequila, Practical jokes and nailing the perfect qualifying lap. Ah, really difficult, all of them. I think I'll go for golf with tequila. It, it would be like all together, you know. It's like a perfect match, you know. Okay. <laughs> that connection somehow works really well. And nailing the perfect lap after, it it really feels nice, you know, to to nail the perfect lap. Um, then you ask, so tequila has been already, uh, I, I'm missing anyone. Yeah. Uh, stocks and practical jokes. Yeah. Then I'll stick with practical jokes. I really enjoy planting people. Uh, like, yeah, I enjoy it. And the last one, yeah, stocks. Okay. Do you not, um, do you not get the practical jokes played back on you? Cause that's what would worry me. Yeah. I normally, but you gotta know when you, when you play jokes on people, they will play it back on you. So you have to be ready for it and, and accept them, you know, because it, otherwise it will be, I will be a bad joker. You know, if I, if I don't accept when they, 
when they prank me, you know? Yes. But okay. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, if you felt someone intentionally made contact with you during a race, do you confront them? Do you send a text or do you just let it go? Oh, it's really hard. But, um, sometimes, yeah, just let it go and, and try to, to get the most out of it, try to get my result. And then probably after the race, yeah, I will confront them and say like, what's going on? Why, why you did this? And make sure we leave it there because then we can all move on. It's always not good to have a clash with another driver throughout the season because then you end up affecting each other a lot. Mm, yeah. You, I don't really feel like I, I ever see you guys fight like over here in NASCAR. There's, we cover fights, you know, a couple times a season. I feel like yeah, we, we, the problem in Formula One, I think if you, if you fight another driver, you, like, the consequences will be huge. And probably in NASCAR, it's, uh, yeah, they, they like fighting, you know, it's like, uh, like WWE, right? <laughs> you like, <laughs> so yeah, it's a combination of car racing with fighting. So it's cool. It's really nice. NASCAR. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, what movie do you think you've seen the most times over the last year? I haven't seen many movies this year, uh, but my favorite movie is definitely Men on Fire. Oh, okay. From Denzel Washington. Why, what really what nice. do you like about that? Just the story, you know. It's I find like it's a really nice story, and, and Denzel, it's a yeah, it's a, an incredible actor. And yeah, the whole, the whole, I mean, it's, it's like fun, sad, and a couple of emotion, emotions in one. Okay. Uh, when you think about Formula One five years from now, what are you the most optimistic about and what worries you the most? I think what I'm really optimistic about is the fact that uh, it's growing a lot. The sport is, I mean, I can see wherever we go in the world, it's like, you feel it on the streets. People recognize you a lot more. People are into the sport a lot more. Um, there's a very big demand. But on the other hand, having too many races, it's a, it's a no-go, at least for me, you know, because um, right now we don't have any, like, out of the sport, it's really hard to get you basically into it because we have so many races. We have simulator sessions before each event. We have a partner, partners events. Um, so we basically have zero time for, for ourselves, for our families. So I have yeah, a couple of, uh, young children that, uh, yeah, um, uh, think if the calendar goes more, then I definitely will not do it. Oh, wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so, uh, a magic genie appears and offers you the chance to go back to the beginning of your racing career and start all over but you get to keep all the knowledge and experience that you have now. So do you go back and start over or do you stay where you are now? Good question, man. Uh, I think, no, I think I, I'll definitely start where I, where I am now because uh, it's been really nice, you know, when, when you come into sport as a young driver, and you, you go through that period because all that learning, it's work. It's a lot of work that you've been put into it. And basically, let's say if you skip all that work and then you have all that experience with you, I, I'll definitely be a lot more successful. 
Um, but I kind of, I like to be successful because I deserve it, you know, and and because I've worked for it. And yeah, some people are just better than others and they get more success straight away. Some people like me take, take us longer to get there. But at the end of the day, I think the key to it is that you are proud with what you have achieved. And to be totally honest, I'm, I'm very proud of what I have achieved in this sport. And yeah, obviously, I would have liked a lot more, uh, more victories, championships. Uh, but not everyone can have that opportunity. You know, it's very few people that get that opportunity that they have all the packages together to, to achieve that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, so each week I ask a driver to give me a question for the next interview. So the last one I did was with, uh, William Byron from NASCAR and he's a big F1 fan. So his question for you is, uh, coming from a lower funded team to Red Bull, how different do the cars drive? And do you have to push yourself more or less than you did when you were with a lesser funded team? Um, yeah, good question. I think, uh, yeah, it's very different. The way they drive, you know, the way you brake, the way you accelerate, everything is different. How you do the races, the amount of pushing you do versus the amount of saving, so on, it's very different. Um, and also the amount of work you have to do because you have the resources here and everything happens, you know, whatever you ask for really happens. So you are, you have a lot more responsibility and you are in the spotlight a lot more because you have a, a team and car that is fighting for wins all the time. So um, I think the amount of motivation, but also the amount of, of load that is in your shoulders, it's a lot more than when you are in, in a, let's say, in a middle team. Because, yeah, if you have a bad race, okay, it's fairly normal, you know, to have bad races in a, in a medium team. But if you have a bad race here, it's really like the whole media will speak about it and, 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 uh, and so on. So yeah, you are a lot more in spotlight, but also you have uh, a lot better opportunities. So yeah, I have to say that being in a top team, definitely it's working at another level. Wow. That's super interesting. That's super interesting. Um, and so the next interview will be back with uh, another NASCAR driver. So, uh, do you have somebody I can ask, uh, do you have a question I can ask somebody in the NASCAR world? Okay. Uh, so my question will be, do you like Formula One? And if so, why? Why did you like it? Because okay. it's so different NASCAR, you know, like the way you will have to drive them. And why, why would you like it or, or why you don't like it? You know, it's a, it's a question because for me, yeah, I like NASCAR. I like the show of NASCAR, but I don't really like the cars. They're very, very different. So yeah, that would be a good question. Okay. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you very much. We're, uh, we're excited to see you guys here in Miami, uh, coming up soon and, uh, we appreciate your, your time. Yeah. Thank you. All right, everybody. There you have it. Hope you enjoyed that one with Checo. And, uh, by the way, I did not know this. Uh, you know, I, I was like, why, why is his name Checo? And I had Googled that. Uh, I, I guess I was unaware that Sergio's in Mexico, their nickname is Checo. Like, so it's just like, uh, saying Jim for James, I guess here, uh, it's, it's just what, what Sergio's are called. So that's why his nickname is Checo. No special meaning other than that. It's just a 
just what they call Sergio's in Mexico. So there you go. I did not know that. But hopefully, um, if you enjoyed this, we'll have maybe another F1 driver before the season is over. Uh, join the 12 questions. Now that uh, we've had one, maybe we can get some others. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Either way, um, Jordan Bianchi, my coworker, and I will be on the ground for the Miami Grand Prix coming up. And hopefully we'll have some uh, exciting F1 content for you surrounding that race weekend of that inaugural race. And you can subscribe to read all our stories by going to theathletic.com slash 12 questions. You can also read these interviews the day they come out, listen to them the day they come out instead of in the uh, a week later in the free feed. And you get every sport that The Athletic offers. Anyway, thanks as always for listening. And I will talk to you next time on the 12 Questions Podcast.